Hey guys, welcome back to Make It Count Podcast. We're halfway through, no more than halfway through, our summer shorts series. And today's topic is... Reading! Woo-hoo! So we, we did exercise, we've done journaling, we've done sleeping. We could have just done like 10 minutes of silence for that one, couldn't we? Now everyone go to sleep but instead maybe that's next week's one yeah silence but this is episode four and it's about reading, reading. one of our favorite pastimes yeah. david do you have a story to tell us yeah so a number of years ago a bedtime story <laughs> yeah woo, actually, yeah i should have just told like a short little story but no a number of years ago i was a sports coach uh, self-employed did a number of different things so my i remember you know some days one particular day you know i'd wake up and have a bit of breakfast, read while I'm eating my breakfast, and then I'd have a, a before-school um, football coaching session. So I'd head to this school, lug this bag of balls down to the field and collect these like 20 to 30 kids. We'd do like 40 minutes of coaching before school, so you, you know, it's sometimes cold, not even fully light yet, and have a run around. Uh, then we'd come back, send them off to school, and then I'd have about like 40 minutes of time before my next session. So I'd, I'd drive up to this, this car park and I would just read a bit, you know, mm. just spend a bit of time reading my book for like 20, 25 minutes. And I'd head to my next session, which was actually a tennis ladies session, which I maybe inferred a little bit about. And now I'd be there 10 minutes early before anybody arrived. I'd set up and that'd be like two hours. So that would take me to sort of like midday. Then probably about that time I'd find somewhere to eat and then I'd, I'd read a bit more and uh, I wouldn't maybe have another session until like half two, maybe three. Right. So then I'd drive to the next place, be there a bit early. I'd be in the car park. I would read a bit more. And then I'd be through my next session 10 minutes early, set up, run now. Then it'd be after school. Then sometimes I wouldn't have a session between, you know, until maybe six in the evening, mm. which was uh, like a kid's club, basically. And drive there, be a bit early, be in the car park. I'd read a bit more, <laughs> then then it'd be the end of the session, I'd shoot home, have some dinner, and then, as I talked about in our previous session, go to bed, I'd read a bit more until I fell asleep, basically, stop reading and go to sleep. Come the end of that year, I'd read 62 books. Wow. I know, I didn't spend all day, every day reading, but I had so much of this dead time and I'd always have three or four books in the car, mm. basically with me. And instead of spending all my time on the phone, I did check my phone. I did look at my phone. Sometimes I spent like 20 minutes on my phone or even longer. But I always had a book there. Yeah. And I was always reading just in that dead time between sessions, which was it's the best way to learn how to read more. So by the end of the year, like I said, I'd read like 62 books or something. Wow. Just more than a book a week, really. Yeah. I suppose the the thing there is it's not necessarily about having one long chunk of reading mm. every day. You dipped in many times through the day. Mm-hmm. And that can be something that could be a tip maybe later on. Ooh. Yeah. And Jumping having, ahead of ourselves. Having three or four books in the car was really helpful as well because it was like, ah, this is like the really like in-depth one. Maybe I'll read that. But then there, this is the like more sure. enjoyable one. There were different like things. Like so that. give me a bit of freedom there. Great. Right, I'm going to jump in on a quote. I was going to say, we're doing one story, two quotes, three tips. We've done the story. Matt, tell us a quote. It's a quote. It's an old one. No matter how busy you may think you are, you must find time for reading or 
surrender yourself to self-chosen ignorance. Ooh. Ooh. That's our buddy Confucius. Yeah. Our man. I mean... Oh, I, many, thought, I thought... When that's I, a powerful quote. Yeah, when we were preparing for this, we've got a shared Google Doc, haven't we? And I yeah. put, like, loads of quotes in for each loads of these. And, loads. and I was like, oh, that one feels a bit on the nose, you it know. Does. Lots of people I know don't like to read or don't choose it, but I don't think they'd appreciate being called, <laughs> called by out Confucius self-chosen ignorance. But I think there's an element to that. We have, it could be you read on the internet, it could be, but we have accessible to us so much of the combined human knowledge and wisdom from the ages. And, oh, this was, I suppose, because this could be another story. We can maybe mention this in another episode, but you shared with, um, shared with us recently a a thing from someone who sat in the back of a car, a bunch of friends in it, and everybody's on their phone, just social media and everything normal Mm. but what they reflected they suddenly realized hang on every single person in this car is consuming information or or written down stuff that was only produced in the last 24 hours basically Mm. no one is reading anything that was produced before so you have this immediacy bias Mm. and it's like ah you have so much to to look at and we're looking at just the latest page in Mm. history yeah as the as the ink is still wet yes exactly so i mean we we our dad met somebody didn't he and he said the person basically said, I only take advice from people that have been dead over 100 years. Yeah. And it's this idea that their books, their writings have test, have stood the test of time. They've been tested yeah. and they've passed. Yeah. And we see that in movies. You look back, like we go, oh, the movies from the 70s or 80s were better than they are now. Well, no, there were loads of really bad films, yeah. but the ones we remember are better. Yeah. And there's a time testingness. And yeah. so if you're only consuming this recent stuff... The stuff that's gone on the internet in the last week or last yeah. 24 hours. Jury's still out on it. Jury's still out. And, and that's what C.S. Lewis said, isn't he? It's like, if you only read really old books or really new books, if you're a beginner reader, only read really old books yeah. because you're not able to tell the difference between what is good and what isn't. Yeah. Uh, that's quite interesting as well. So is that your quote or are you going to sneak another one in? No, that wasn't one I even wrote down, was it? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Um the more you read, the more things you will know, the more things that you learn, the more places you'll go. And that's Dr. Zeus. I'm sure most of us have read that. And it's, it is that thing. It's, you know, you can travel all over the world in a book. You can go all sorts of places. You can experience so many things. Yeah. And it's that idea that as you read, everything is within your grasp. Yeah. Places, experiences, perspectives, and your world really broadens when you read. Like I think this this habit, if you could if you could make reading a habit, and not not that I'm against fictional stuff, but especially non-fiction stuff or good mm. non-fiction, that can really really broaden your understanding of the world. Yeah, absolutely, love that. Uh, let's hop into the tips. Mm. Three quarters of the way through the episode, let's jump mm-hmm. in. Tip number one, John, uh, jump right on that. My first tip was read both fiction and non-fiction. Mm. So I think there is certainly a place for, for fiction, you know, that can take us to other worlds. It can give us perspective from other people's, mm. uh, well, other, yeah, other people, other characters that are not us and help us have empathy. But there's something about nonfiction which grounds you in the world we're in, not some fantasy or just some mm. um, historical thing or a, a thriller or whatever. But mm. it, it's 
and it can give you so much new ideas that are, are different in a completely different arena to what you're normally in mm. and that's where cross-pollination happens yeah i mean i like the fiction stuff especially sci-fi and fantasy one of the things they said if you're writing that you tweak one thing about the world yeah. and then you explore it and it's like oh yeah like what if gravity was reversed or you know what if you could do this thing with the world and then yeah. you explore it, and that gets you creative that gets you imagining yeah. seeing things in different ways through different perspectives but like you said why should we read non-fiction well you may not have time to study for 30 years to become an expert but the person has spent 30 years studying to become an expert and they've written, they've written, a book written for it you. into a nice 250 300 page book yeah you know that will take you maybe seven eight hours to read but why would you turn that up? Why would we turn our noses up at the opportunity to learn from the master at our own pace yeah. you know, with all this insight and, and then have that sort of expertise? So Absolutely. anyway, that's, that's tip one. We're not even... Read fiction yeah. and non-fiction. I would say tip two, something that really good. Choose something you enjoy. Yeah. Like in both, choose the fiction you enjoy. There are some I might enjoy slightly different things than you, but if you do some, if you're choosing to learn something you enjoy... Yeah. And it becomes a joy to read. Absolutely. And you may get to a point where you enjoy it. So you read more broadly, <laughs> which is what happened with me. But at the beginning, just choose something you enjoy. Absolutely. And then I would say my last one, building on that, when you are reading uh, nonfiction specifically, this kind of works on. If you discover, oh, here's a topic I want to learn more about. So read around that topic. So in a certain number of time, whatever, sort of number of weeks or a couple of months go, I'm going to read two, three, maybe four books on that topic, not just one and go, oh, I read that topic. Yeah. Find a few different books that are in conversation with each other mm. and you will discover so much more and you'll get to the end of that. And because it's all been around the same thing, a little bit like what our discussion last week was about sleep, your brain will find patterns and you will discover new things and maybe unlock an interesting, unique perspective that nobody mm. else has discovered yet. No, exactly. I mean, I, I had said, if you've read five books on one specific topic, you know more than 99% of the world on that thing. So you kind wow. of become the expert. But like you said, you're seeing it from different perspectives, which can really unlock things. I really love reading. I read a lot all the time, fiction and non-fiction. I think if people could capture that, the world is theirs. You could learn anything and everything and everything about anything. And you have this opportunity to engage in the world in a much deeper way. And if you didn't catch that, David just snuck another <laughs> sneaky quote in there. <laughs> Guys, you've been listening to the Make It Count podcast. This is our summer shorts episode series. And we want to see you guys next week. Tell us what you're reading. Ciao, ciao.